are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Giant fans, welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Traina, and we're coming to you on a Saturday, a rare Saturday show, because, hey, training camp, you know, it doesn't take any weekends off, folks. So uh, we have practices, we have stuff to report, lots to keep you up to date with, and uh, we're going to be here for the weekend to Make sure that you get all your Giants news from the practices and whatnot. So happy to be here with you, and thank you, as always, for tuning in. But first, before we get to the goings-ons at practice, I have a special surprise for you guys. Uh, One of the things I wanted to do this summer on the podcast is I wanted to take player interviews that I was able to get one-on-once and play them for you here on the podcast so you can hear for yourself what the players have to say. And towards the end of this podcast, I'm very happy to say that I have tight end C.J. Conrad as my guest for the debut In Their Own Words segment that uh, I'm going to try and feature in the training camp podcast whenever possible. So I was able to get CJ today for about maybe five minutes towards the end of the media session. We had a nice little chat about his journey to the NFL, and uh, you will hear that interview on this podcast. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a player that you want to hear from, I'll do my best to try to try and bring that to you. Just send that to me at LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to tweet that at me, that's fine. Just make sure you tag it, ask P-Train, so I find it. That's all I ask. Okay, Giant fans. So let's run down what happened on day two. Actually, it's day three, but it's the second practice. Um, we got to start with the injury situation some good news kind of with, with Sterling Shepard. Uh, today, head coach Pat Shermer said that Sterling Shepard's broken left thumb. He only actually fractured the tip of it. So it's a, you know, it's going to keep him sidelined, um, you know, in terms of games and teamwork and what, you know, the team part of practice. But it's not a an injury that is expected to, you know, to linger. In fact, today at practice, or I should say on Friday's practice, um, Shepard was actually out there. He was participating as best as he could in team drills. He was also doing, you know, catching some balls uh, on the side with the trainer. So um, Sterling Shepard is certainly trying to stay involved and, and keep active while that thumb heals. Not so good news, unfortunately, for receiver Corey Coleman. It was announced uh, this morning before the media sessions that Corey Coleman tore his ACL in Thursday's practice. Uh, In all likelihood, he is done for the year. Pat Shermer said that uh, Coleman was going to go for a second medical opinion just to kind of see where things are. But usually a torn ACL means that uh, you're you're done for the year. And, you know, whether it means he's going to need surgery, if it was a full tear or, you know, even if it was a partial tear, that we won't know. But uh, really a tough break for the Giants because right now with Darius Slayton 
sidelined with that hamstring strain. The Giants don't have a guy on the roster right now, or a healthy guy, I should say, who can take the top off of the defense. They don't have that speedster. And I and, and I think that's just something that, you know, they're really missing and hopefully they'll be able to pick up. Now, you know, Shermer and General Manager Dave Gettleman, both of whom uh, spoke on Friday to the media, did say that they were going to bring in a bunch of guys uh, to work out in a private workout on Saturday before the team has, um, you know, the practice and whatnot. Uh, amongst the guys that are going to be there include Kelvin Benjamin, who Gettleman drafted, I think, in the first round in 2014. Um, I believe um, Bruce Ellington, the former 49er, is going to be in that group. And uh, I don't remember all the names of the guys. There were, there were about four or five names that I think fans will recognize, but those are the two that come to mind. So the Giants are going to see about, you know, adding some, some, you know, some guys, some depth to that wide receiver position, which unfortunately is, has been taking a hit. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they sign it. Now, I, I wrote about this uh, on the Maven. The Corey Coleman injury is huge. And, it's, and not just because they, they lost a potential speed receiver, but right now, who's going to be their punt returner now? You know, Jabril Peppers can do it, certainly. Golden Tate can do it. I'm not so sure I feel comfortable with either of those guys doing that because those guys are going to be actually working, um, you know, getting a lot of reps on the offense and the defense, respectively. And I just assume not see those guys have to go out there and do that on top of everything else, especially, you know, running around, running, you know, if they send Golden Tate, you know, on a lot of routes and he's doing a lot of running and, and Peppers has to chase guys down. I mean, that that's tiring. Those guys are going to need, a, a you know, a break, a breather. So um, here's hoping that somebody will step up and claim that role. Now, interestingly, Antonio Hamilton, uh, who we spoke with today, and I caught him actually after he, his, his little media gathering. Antonio Hamilton has been trying to learn the punt return position, uh, you know, and, and add that to his repertoire. He's been a core special teamer. He was last year a guy who, you know, embrace, has embraced special teams. And he, he basically said that, you know, if they need him to do it, he's willing to step up and perform in that capacity. So, We'll see if he gets some opportunities to do that. I know Pat Shermer also mentioned Cody Latimer as a, as a uh, possibility. Cody, I think, though, has mainly done kickoff returns in his career. And, and, you know, fielding a punt versus fielding a kickoff, two totally different animals, if you will. And, you know, we'll see if the Giants, you know, have somebody else in mind or maybe they'll sign somebody. I mean, Hard to say at this point, but certainly that Corey Coleman injury, it's its a tough break, not just for the young man, but, you know, for the team because of the roles that I think Corey Coleman would have stepped up and played had he been healthy. Okay, Giant fans, a few other injury notes uh, from today. Tight end Isaiah Seabright has yet to practice. He's been on the sideline with a knee ailment, uh, or what I think is a knee ailment since he's had a brace on that knee, so... I'm not sure where he stands or, you know, what he's got exactly, but um, he has not been on the practice field other than as a spectator. Uh, a couple guys today suffered cramps due to the, you know, it wasn't that hot out today, but, you know, it, it, it was toasty enough to where 
you know, you, if you didn't hydrate, you can risk getting cramps and whatnot. So edge rusher Marcus Golden had to be carted off. He had a case of cramps, needed an IV. And cornerback Grant Haley also had cramps and had to leave practice early. Um, another receiver who ended up getting injured was Britton Golden. He suffered a groin injury when he was trying to, um, you know, make a play against Antonio Hamilton. So uh, uh, Giants, the receivers are getting hit hard so far with injuries, and we'll find out how severe Golden's injury is. But uh, certainly I would expect at the end of that workout, the Giants are going to add at least one, possibly two receivers uh, to get them through training camp. A um, couple of other quick notes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Evan Ingram was he didn't participate in any team drills. Basically, a maintenance day for for Ingram. Um, you know, they're managing his work his uh, workload. So he did the individuals, didn't do the team stuff, and that gave you know the other young tight ends an opportunity to step up. C.J. Conrad, who again is going to be featured at the end of the show with a. Uh, um, interview that I did with him, um, he got an opportunity to take some snaps and, and did well. Um, kid continues to catch everything thrown his way. I mean, he, seriously, he's got hands like flypaper. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, let's see, Grant Haley, I mentioned, ha had cramps. Uh, so, yeah, you know, overall, the receiver's taking a hit. But hopefully these injuries aren't that serious to where these guys can can come back uh, for tomorrow's practice. All right, Giant fans, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more, little bit more about uh, the practice from Friday. And then uh, stay tuned. Also, we're going to have that interview with C.J. Conrad. Welcome back to Locked On Giants. My name is Patricia Trena, and I'm running down your Giants practice report from Friday, the 26th. Also talking about some news notes and notables, you know, things that went on during the media session that you might be interested in. Um, just real quick, General Manager Dave Gettleman did speak to the media as part of his annual training camp presser. Um, talked about a variety of things. He talked about, you know, he was asked about the foundation of the team and, and what's the next step. I know I asked a question about the message to the team this year. Last year it was all about, uh, you know, a clean slate and what is it this year. Uh, Gettleman said that this year it is about just getting better. You know, he has a foundation in place, and I, I kind of liken it to a house. You know, you pour the concrete, the concrete starts to set, and then on that concrete, you start to build the frame of the house, and that's kind of like where the roster is at this point. They have the foundation in place. You know, they know what kind of program they want to run. Now they're kind of erecting the house so that, you know, it hopefully settles in and, and becomes a nice, sturdy uh, an effective unit uh, moving forward on both sides of the ball in this case. So uh, Gettleman spoke about that and, and basically said, you know, it's all about getting better and realizing, especially for the rookies, that they're not in college anymore. This is going to be a faster pace, more violent type of game. And uh, just, you know, be ready for it. You know, you, you, this is their job now. Um Gettleman, yes, was also asked about the quarterbacks and the transition to Eli Manning. 
And, uh, you know, he, he admitted, he said, you know, it's not going to be easy, but when the time comes, uh, the Giants are going to, they're going to do their best to do it right. You know, it, 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 it's such a, I guess, sensitive topic for the Giants because Eli Manning, you know, the service that he's given, um, the accomplishments he's had, this isn't a guy, folks, that's just simply going to get cut and, and, and tossed out on the street. I think, you know, the Giants are going to make every effort when the time comes to to make to give Eli an honorable discharge, so to speak. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that comes about, especially if the Giants want to move on and Eli doesn't want to move on. So we will see exactly how that comes about. All right, a couple things from practice, some observations. Um, and by the way, you can check out my practice report by hitting up the Football Maven. Uh, that URL is footballmaven.io slash nygiants. And that should be on the one of the headline stories on the news page. Um, so a few observations. Uh, let's see. Let me just pull up my notes here real quick. Julian Love uh, continues to play at, at safety. And again, I wrote about this yesterday. You know, the, the idea behind that, I think, is they want a younger, faster guy back there. And, and you know, Julian Love, um, you know, it, it's, it's worth noting also here that Grant Haley, uh, the Giants really like him as, as a slot cornerback. And uh, in trying to find a role for Julian Love, you know, because Julian has played, you know, safety before in college uh, and, and in high school, um, it's an opportunity for them to find a spot for him, especially since, you know, remember Antoine Bethea, he's probably on the back end of his career at this point, and they're going to probably want a free safety for, you know, for several years. And Julian Love, being a young guy, is, is certainly um, somebody who um, they can look at for that role. The competition at one of the off-ball linebackers spots between B.J. Goodson and Ty Davis is still going strong. Davis had some first-team reps today uh, over over Goodson, and that's going to be interesting. The thing I want to see with Davis is, does he have that downhill thumper mentality that Goodson has shown? I mean, he can cover. Davis can cover. Um, he's gotten better at that. Remember, he's a converted college safety, and he's gotten better at that. And, you know, Goodson has worked on it as well, but I, I just think it's interesting that the Giants might be looking to make a switch there, especially with Goodson entering the final year of his rookie deal. We'll see uh, if, if he can hang on in a reserve role, or if maybe Ryan Connolly, um, who was one of the draft picks, maybe he steps up and and becomes the number two guy, you know, backing up both the uh, the two off-ball linebacker positions. Uh, let's see. First-team receivers were Golden Tate, Cody Latimer, and uh, Benny Fowler. Uh, Benny Fowler yet uh, on Thursday had that bad drop, but, you know, look, Pat Shermer has said he doesn't mind the mistakes so long as the mistakes are not repeated. And, I, and just to take that a step further, I'm sure he doesn't mind the mistakes so long as they're not made in a game to where they they cost the Giants a victory. So um, Benny Fowler's still getting that opportunity, and certainly with the injuries to the wide receivers, guys who you probably thought weren't going to make it, they are going to get that opportunity to show the coaches what they are capable of doing. Now, I want to go back a minute to uh, the Evan Ingram uh 
report that I just gave you about how Ingram was actually uh, having his reps manage um, sort of like a maintenance day is what the Giants, I believe, called it. The Giants have been doing that with a lot of their veterans. Marcus Golden's been been rotating. Kareem Martin's been rotating. Uh, the two offensive tackles, Mike Rimmers and Nate Solders, they've been rotating in and out. And you're seeing a lot of that this year, or this summer, I should say. And that's there's a reason for that. In addition to, you know, guys rehabbing from injuries and, you know, trying not to overdo it this early in camp. It also goes back to what I said about, you know, what Dave Gettleman's looking for, and that's for the team to get better. And the way the team is going to get better is by getting some of these uh, young players who ordinarily you might not see in a starting role and giving them snaps with the first-team offense or the first-team defense. And what that does is it gets them ready uh, you know, to, to potentially, you know, step in if they are called upon. And, um, you know, it, it's just interesting because one of the, the problems uh, in the past with the Giants teams has been when there's been an injury, there's been a huge drop-off or a noticeable drop-off between the starter and the guy who comes in to replace him. And I think Pat Shermer is really trying to bridge that gap and make it so that it is not, you know, you don't see that kind of a drop off um, in in the, uh, you know, if it, when an injured guy goes out and the next man up comes and steps in. So, um, yeah, if that's indeed the plan, and I, I think that's it, um, it's a smart plan if you think about it because, you know, injuries are part of the game. And we know, folks, that this giant team, unfortunately, does have a history of injuries, you know, they keep trying to break it, but you know, just it just seems like every year there's something that pops up that just throws a monkey wrench into the into the mix. So, um, hopefully, by opening day, all these guys these you know, will benefit from these extra reps and be ready to go. All right, folks, you're listening to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trainer. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, I'm going to have for you that promised interview with C.J. Conrad. So stay with us. Welcome back to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trena, and uh, really appreciate you tuning in on a Saturday. Hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're enjoying all the training camp coverage between the Locked On Giants podcast and all the writing that I've been doing for the Maven, for Forbes, and uh, I'll, I'll be trying to bring out a, a story for Big Blue View, so lots still to come from me and, uh, you know, 
sleep well what is sleep i mean I, that's a foreign concept to me folks i mean but uh so worth it to you know to be able to bring you all this stuff if you can't get the giants training camp hopefully uh these reports are filling you in and keeping you informed okay so i've been promising you my one-on-one -on -one interview that i did with cj conrad i did speak with him on friday we spoke for about five minutes and uh, in that five, it was a very productive five minutes. So I was very, uh, you know, pleased to get an opportunity to meet CJ and also have him share a little bit about his journey to the NFL. So let me play that interview for you now, and I hope you enjoy it. wanted to just you know kind of talk a little bit about your journey uh, to the NFL now I, I understand you were diagnosed with a, a heart issue mm -hmm. um, I, without being too intrusive can you just you know when you heard that news did you think oh man that's it for me I can't believe it oh uh, a little bit I, at first I don't know it's kind of hard to explain but at first I just felt like it wasn't like true and I just like felt that that wasn't like I just had felt so good and so healthy that I felt like they had made a mistake and, and nothing was wrong with me but then I went to another a doctor's appointment and they were having some worries too and that's like when I started to get a little scared really kind of forgot about football for a second was like really concerned about my health like kind of put football on the burner for a second and then when I got cleared I was like it was almost like a surprise, like, wow, well, I guess, like, we're, we're going back on this football track again, which I was excited about, but my main thing was my health, because the things I was hearing were actually pretty scary. Wow. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, yeah. it's in the past, but, I yeah. mean, they, they weren't talking life-threatening, I hope. And, uh, well, I would have just changed my lifestyle, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Lifestyle change. Now, when you were, I mean, when you were waiting for a definitive yes, we're gonna, you know, you have this, or no, you don't have it, you're fine. Yeah. Did you cling to football? Did you do anything? Yeah, with I actually football? did. So um, I was in Kentucky during the time, uh, and they're going through spring football practice, and me and uh, Coach Stoops are, have a very close relationship. And I happened not to be in school at the time, so like, didn't really know what to do. And that was a tough time because, was, you know, just having so much downtime to think about it. So he kind of, you know, let me be, like, kind of coach with the, the tight ends there. Just trying to stay around football mm -hmm. as much as I can because I couldn't work out during that time. You know, I wasn't allowed to work out. wasn't right. allowed to do anything. So I just was around the game and around the guys. And that kind of helped me stick my, my mind mentally so I was ready to go once I got cleared. So it was kind of therapeutic, I guess. Yeah, for sure, to be around it. It actually got me like thinking that I wanted to be a coach. Like I was thinking about all that stuff and then boom, I got cleared. So I was like, okay. Okay, so that. in the meantime, you missed the, the combine, but you know, you still had a good workout, obviously. Yeah. And were you disappointed that you didn't get drafted or did you, uh, did you look kinda, at it as a blessing? I kind of figured that I wouldn't. Uh, when I got cleared, by the time I got cleared, like all the coaches have kind of moved on from the scouting and started to work towards like getting back at their facilities and and so when I had my little workout I had that was like at the beginning of April and, and we had I mean there like 15 teams came or so but it was like you know not a lot it was a lot of the scouts and everything like that so it I kind of knew that I wasn't probably going to get drafted I knew my best opportunity was going to be undrafted but that was fine because three weeks beforehand I probably wasn't going to be playing football anymore so I was just happy to get the opportunity. So why did the Giants? I'm sure you had other teams interested yeah, in you. Why I the did. Giants? Um, coach, my tight ends coach, he, he actually was at the All-Star game I was at earlier before, um, like in January in the East-West Giant All-Star game, and we had a relationship there. We had spoke at the Combine, 
And then before I got, before I left the combine, we had an interview together. And then when I left the combine, he had called me and said like, you know, said a prayer for me. And, and like, that meant a lot to me. And I knew that he had liked me and we had a relationship just more than any other coach I had had at that time. So when he had called me, I was, I was like, yeah, I like this, I, I like this guy and I really want to learn, you know, from him. Even though you have Evan and, and Rhett in front of yeah. you and Scotty and, and Garrett, you know, you being the rookie, so you're kind of at the yeah. bottom working yeah. way up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for me. Uh, all those guys are really good dudes, and, you know, we're all here to compete and, and earn a spot, and that's what I'm just trying to do. I, I knew the situation that it was with the Giants, but I felt like, you know, if I went in here and competed, I'd have to give myself a good chance. Now, have you ever played special teams in college before? I did my senior year, okay. uh, but this is definitely different, and, yeah. and I'm really, really trying to get all in invested on that because I knew that's going to be a big part of my role. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, and uh, I'm embracing it. I'm going to give everything I have, so that's that's the goal. Now, the thing that jumped out at me when I watched you in the mini camp was you were catch your catch rate is, yeah. is tremendous. Yeah. I mean, were you a basketball player? Or? I was. Yeah, my parents played basketball in college. Oh, okay. uh, so actually, basketball is like all of my family's kind of first love. Uh, just because my parents so like I, I was a basketball player my brother was as well he plays football at Ohio University so right. it's kind of odd that we turn out to be football players but that really helped me playing the game of basketball growing up big rebounder grabbing the ball at its highest point and, and at the lowest yeah point. lowest point every, everywhere so I've always had really good ball skills like I just I have and, and just whenever the ball's in the air I want to be the one coming down with it now let's talk about your blocking because we haven't been able to see that because of you know the, yeah. the non-contact nature but at Kentucky, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, you had a pretty good run game there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Benny Snell, he was, he was a beast. Um, but yeah, no, that was I was more of a blocker at Kentucky. I, I enjoy the physicality that comes with blocking, and Coach Wells is doing a really good job working on my technique. So I'm excited about it because I'm excited to get the pads on because I feel like personally that's what I do best is blocking. What do you want to show everybody by the end of this camp? That I'm a complete tight end. I, I find myself... I, can, I, I make plays when the ball's coming my way, and, and I can block. And I just want to be a guy that they don't have to take off the field just because I don't have an ability to do something that they want me to do. I want to do it all, special teams, catching, and run blocking. All right, Giant fans, there you have it, C.J. Conrad. He's been my pick my sleeper pick since I first saw him at the uh, rookie minicamp really stood out, really jumped out and impressed. And he, and as far as I'm concerned, in my mind, he's making this team. I mean, it, it would take an injury or, or, you know, something worse for this guy to not make this team. And, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him, you know, perform the blocking duties that a tight end is asked to do. It's something, as CJ mentioned, he's done before at Kentucky. And uh, with the pads scheduled to go on uh, for the Saturday and Sunday practices, we will get that opportunity to see how well he can block. And uh, it should be, should be a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun when the pads go on. So on that note, Giant fans, I want to thank you, as always, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll have another show on uh, Sunday, and then um, I'll try and bring you some more player interviews in their own words. I have one coming up next week with running back Paul Perkins that I really, you know, I'm excited to share with you. And again, if there's a particular player you're interested in, um, let me know. Drop me a note at LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll see what I can do about making it happen. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon.